It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. By the way, joining us now, John, we have the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, speaking of which, joining us here on Cats and Cosby. Mr. Speaker, great to have you here. Well, it's great to talk to you, and it sounds like you had a very successful breakthrough on starting to think in a practical way about the challenge of illegal immigration. A a lot of Democrats on on that breakfast we had on on Monday morning uh, with Senator Schumer and... uh, and uh, Governor Hochul and Mayor Adams followed the uh, leadership of President Clinton. The same, the, the, the same things. Uh, what's her name? Was there uh, Gillibrand? Right? Gillibrand. Yep. I don't yep. know where she was. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think anybody knew where she was physically. She was there. <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't recognize her because she changed in so many ways. Yeah, and she, and it's, she was sort of all over, I guess, on the policy too, right? Yeah, it's a little yeah. unclear. Uh, you know, um, it's, Mr. Speaker, I got to get your take on the huge news, obviously, of what's happened in the last twenty-four hours on Capitol Hill. Uh, your reaction to these eight folks uh, who came out, the eight members of Congress who literally uh, changed dynamics and got rid of Speaker McCarthy and, and also Matt Gaetz. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, I think, first of all, that uh, Ben Dominich captured it pretty well when he called him the hateful eight. Uh, you know, the, the Matt Gates hates uh, Kevin McCarthy in part because McCarthy would not intervene with the Ethics Committee, where Gates has some very, very serious charges uh, about him, both misusing public funds and taking a uh, minor across state lines for sexual purposes. And, and Gates was desperate to have the Ethics Committee drop it. And McCarthy said, look, I, I can't intervene. So part of this is just pure personal bitterness. Uh, but I think the key principle for all of our listeners is simple. You had 96 percent of the House Republican Conference vote for McCarthy. You had 4% vote with the Democrats to defeat McCarthy. Now, you know, if if we had a football game going and the offensive tackle turned and tackled his own quarterback, you probably wouldn't keep him on the field and you probably wouldn't keep him in your uniform. And yet that's what we saw happen. We saw eight guys who decided that they were superior to the 210 Republicans that they were opposed by. Uh, And so they went and sided with the Democrats to basically defeat the Republicans. And I I think that it's a terrible precedent, and I think it poses a huge challenge to the next Speaker of the House, uh, because are you going to get up every morning wondering if these eight guys are going to destroy your speakership because you didn't do exactly what they wanted yesterday? I mean, I, I think it's a very serious problem. Very, very serious. And, and Newt, I have cre- created my own crap list. I can't say the other four-letter word on the radio. I've created a crap list. And, and these people, if we can primary them or whatever we have to do, we're going to do it. And uh, in Florida, that guy, uh, Gates, Gates uh, and uh, some uh, senior people in Florida emailed me and says, tell your, your, your daughter to stay away from him. Because he is very, very bad news. He's been arrested so many times. He never goes to jail, but he's been arrested a ton of times. Well, I just, I just think if you watched him, you, you, you got the whole story. Uh, Speaker McCarthy brought up a very conservative continuing resolution that cuts spending by eight percent. 
these guys voted no. Then the leaders of the Freedom Caucus developed a continuing resolution that cut spending by 30 percent and included the Republican position on controlling the border. These guys voted no. And by the way, the moderates who represent the 19 districts that Joe Biden carried, they all voted for these. So these aren't real conservatives. These are these are opportunists uh, who are totally irresponsible. Uh, and I think what what struck me and what I guess I'm offended by is that they they decided they had the the moral virtue, the patriotic legitimacy, uh, the brilliance that the, the eight of them were right and the 210 Republicans were wrong. And they were not only prepared to disagree, they were prepared to ally with the Democrats to defeat them. And I, uh, I think it's uh, extraordinarily dangerous. And I agree with you. I think all eight of these guys should get defeated in the next Republican primary because they're not really Republicans. You called them traitors. Sure you, call them. Uh, New, you called them traitors. Wow. I'm going to ask you a question, and sure. I don't know the answer to it, and I'm not sure you know the answer to it. Uh, you know, I commended uh, uh, the Democratic uh, uh, leader, majority leader, and I commended everybody for working together to get a 45-day extension. Did somebody on the Democratic Party shake hands with uh, McCarthy and says, the extreme left and the extreme right, let's ignore them. And uh, if you have a problem with them, that we're, we're going to support you uh, for the speakership. And Well, supposedly Pelosi did back in January. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, look, if, if, if you're sitting there and you're the Democratic leadership, and these eight guys walk over and hand you this giant birthday cake and say, hi, how would you like to ruin the, the week for the Republicans? You know, instead of having the stories be about the Biden inflation, the Biden gasoline prices, the Biden failure on the border, the Biden crime rate, we could take a whole week and have the press cover the Republicans. How would you like that? I, I don't blame the Democrats for being opposed. I mean, you know, that, that's a pretty big offer. I blame the eight Republicans who betrayed their party. And uh, I don't know if traitor is technically the right word, but it'll do for the moment. Uh, They certainly betrayed their party. They betrayed their belief that they were Republicans. Uh, And again, I have no problem if they want to argue it out in the conference. I have no problem if they want to vote no on the floor about issues. But to go and side with the Democrats, knowing that the and then, by the way, to have the hypocrisy to say that they were mad at, at, at uh, Kevin McCarthy because he'd worked with the Democrats on the CR, while they, in fact, the only hope they had for winning was to have all the Democrats vote with them. So they were quite happy to work with Democrats to defeat McCarthy. And, uh, Newt, uh, uh, Newt, we've got uh, Vito Fisella has a question for you. Sure. Newt, you know, we all know that there was always members who would quietly oppose leadership and Often it was, as you know better than anybody in this country, it was argued behind closed doors. But what we're seeing today is unprecedented in the way it's playing out in the public and helping to defeat and destroy, it seems like, the party. What's your prognosis or what do you see as a roadmap going forward? Where do we go from here? Well, let me say, first of all, part of what happens is guys like Gates uh, go on every TV show they can get on, and then they send out fundraising memos, and because... You know, if if you're a hardline conservative out in America, you have every reason to be angry at Washington. And so suddenly Gates becomes your hero. Uh, And you send him money and he gets to run for governor of Florida. That's what this is all about. 
Uh, this is a this is a hypocritical, opportunistic behavior. My my advice to the House Republican Conference is: do not let these eight guys in to vote on leader on the speaker, unless they sign a document that says they will not do this again for the rest of this Congress. But if they're not willing to pledge their loyalty now to the next speaker, don't let them be part of picking them. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Agree 110%. Uh, they, they, they have been doing chaos instead of unity. Yeah. And, and on, on the flip side, Newt, I feel um, that that there are so many people who are so frustrated with Washington. Uh, I, I'm not talking about the aid and the way they handled it. I, I hear what you're saying on that. But there are a lot of people who are going, Washington's broken. Fix the border. Stop the spending. Uh, what do you say to that? Because it seems like Washington's at a standstill. Look what I say. That's pretty simple. Elect Trump. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, I, I will say something, uh, uh, note that he's probably, you know, whether people wanted him or not uh, wanted him. I mean, six months ago, a lot of people didn't want him. But looking at where things right now, the rule of law. How the there's no rule of law. I mean, things are out of control. That's Who right. is I mean, the only one at every level, including, by the way, the judge in New York who has adopted an absurd position on these the evaluations. I mean, John, look, you're a very successful guy. You know that people can have honest differences about the value of something. And you know that under the law, if there's a difference of opinion, the judge doesn't get to decide. You've got to go to a jury. Yes precisely because the judge can't decide. And yet this guy, who's a hack Democrat and, and is thrilled to be a left-wing opponent of Trump, this guy is, is you know, <clears throat> he valued Mar-a-Lago at what some people think is 1% of its real value. Right, $18 million. Who would ever say that? I mean, it's, it's obscene. Yeah, it's, yeah, let me tell you, it's the only person right now, the way I look at it, is uh, uh, President Trump is the only one that's tough enough to to get the United States back on track? Yeah, to turn right. the, you, there's then, a lot, and you then have to get, then give him thirty more Republican House members so they can govern without a handful of nuts screwing it up, and then give him about five senators. Well, and I'll tell you what happened today. No, no, yeah. uh, you know whatever happened to the Supreme Court? Uh, President Biden got up there today and says. Uh, uh, 125,000 of you will get, uh, uh, will, will forgive the, uh, your student loans all over right. again. So, right. so President Biden is going to get up in 2024 and say, look, I was willing to give you your money back. It's those, those guys with the, uh, bow ties and white socks didn't want to give it to you. And it's called buying the vote, John. I mean, that's what he's trying to do is say, Hey, okay, buy the vote. Pretty, it's pretty clear. I think that's right. It's, it's very clear cut to me that this is a totally, utterly irresponsible person who doesn't care about the law, uh, who is desperately trying to survive. Uh, and I frankly, I'm, I'm warning people up front now, I, I fully expect the Biden team 
to uh, attempt to lock up President Trump for, for a gag order. And, and, and literally, I mean, lock him up. And he won't, he won't even be able to talk in, in, a, in a presidential year. 